Welcome to The Conscious Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Alex Raymond. This is the only podcast that is 100% dedicated to the well-being of entrepreneurs. Now, I know that being an entrepreneur is a long journey and it can be really tough. So on this show, we won't be sharing generic hero stories or talking about mythical unicorns. Instead, we'll get straight to the heart of what matters most, giving you tools and resources to grow, thrive, and succeed as an entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with incredible founders, CEOs, coaches, and authors to help you be more resilient and inspired as you build the business of your dreams. Today, we're venturing into a conversation that's not just close to my heart, but also deeply relevant to every entrepreneur's journey. I'm excited to introduce my guest, Kristen Darga, who's an executive coach and the founder of Impact Founder, a platform that's reshaping the narrative around entrepreneurship and mental health. Kristen's journey is a testament to the power of vulnerability and resilience in the entrepreneurial world. From starting as a simple photography exhibit to becoming a beacon for entrepreneurs grappling with mental health issues, her story is both inspiring and eye-opening. In our conversation, we delve into the surprises and challenges she faced, the profound impact of her work, and how it's evolved in response to the pandemic and the changing landscape of mental health awareness. This episode is a deep dive into the heart of what it means to be a conscious entrepreneur, balancing business success with personal well-being. Whether you're an established business owner or just starting out, Kristen's insights are bound to resonate with you. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, Kristen, great to see you. Thanks for joining. It's awesome to be here. I'm so happy that you reached out and that I get to participate with you. Before we jump in, you know, there's something I wanted to share, which is I just recently, yesterday, became aware of, you know, unfortunately, I got to say, yet another startup founder who took his own life. And this is someone who I met very briefly earlier this year. I didn't have a chance to you know, talk in any detail, but someone who had life and passion and energy and excitement in him. And when I see that, you know, that, uh, that he decided to end his life, I think, ah, oh, it just it didn't have to be this way. And it's such a huge, huge problem in the entrepreneur community the way that, you know, some people will just decide that that's the, the answer. And I so want to just get the word out there that people can understand that it's okay to feel this way, that they're not alone, that there are resources and community and tools out there for them. And, you know, when I see something like that, it's just such a gigantic, tragic loss. And the reason I bring this up is, I mean, I know that you do lots of stuff, but one of the things that you're known for is Impact Founder. And I know that that started with, you know, a series of similar tragedies back a few years ago. And, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, how can we start to reshape the conversation here? How can we get resources or tools or support to entrepreneurs when they need it most so they don't make these terrible, terrible decisions uh, when when faced with with fear and stress. So I just wanted to share that real quick with you. I know it's not a great way to start a conversation, but it was something that came up for me that I felt would be really relevant to this conversation. I know is meaningful for you as well. 
Yeah. I mean, great. We are not, it's, you know, it's reality and it's something that founders, you know, really do deal with. Um, as far as the answers are concerned, you know, I, I did start impact founder as sort of a solution to having an awareness around that experience of being a founder, that constant ups, constant downs, and that reliance on self to motivate and be motivating even when you have no motivation. Um, and that's like the sim- most simplistic version of what an answer to that could be and, and what the, re- the issue is. Um, I do think talking about it more, one thing that I love is uh, a result of that experience everyone had during the pandemic was that mental health really came to the forefront. I'm not saying it's still there, but it was there for a minute and it had a moment and companies started to pay attention and people started integrating different programs into business. And so for, from that perspective, I think the awareness is in the forefront a lot more than it was when, like you said, I started impact founder in, um, 2015, essentially. So almost 10 years ago. And when I think about, you know, what the answer is, you know, gosh, if I had the answer, I would just spread it all over the world. (laughs) Um, but I do think the awareness, the conversations, the ability to be open without judgment, and you've done a lot of that yourself, um, you know, with what you're doing, the more people do that, the more significant the impact and the, the ability for people to reach out when that happens. Uh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, I, it's, it's, um, it's one of those things that is often as I hear it now, which is just that statement alone is all, it's awful to say that's awful. But every time that I hear it, it doesn't become easier. It's something that I've spent a good eight years in that conversation a good time of my life in and out every single day having conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, right? But it, in, in some ways that becomes really easy. But when it comes to, you know, hearing about someone taking their life, it's never something that is easy. When I, in growing impact founder over the years, I was told many times people wouldn't want to talk about it or that it wasn't relevant. And it becomes relevant when someone takes their life. And that's not the kind of relevancy that I want to have. Unfortunately. Um, but that, you know, it's very real and it's something that founders really do deal with. Um, and, and luckily more people are talking about it. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that just hits you like a ton of bricks. And, you know, my, my reaction to this was, you know, gosh, was there really no other alternatives? Was there nothing else that might, that might happen here? And, you know, I was reminded about a, a piece of information that I saw on your website. It's a quote of yours and, you know, taking a very clear position and you're, and you're saying today I'm standing for every entrepreneur who feels isolated, is buried under a mountain of stress or who can't see a way out. And I'm wondering, you know, what are the ways out? How can we, you know, illuminate the path? How can we do things to make it clear to people that they don't need to go down this 
uh, you know, terrible decision that there are other ways to deal with, with, with whatever's, you know, coming up for them. And I, and I think, you know, just in that quote, you know, when people feel isolated, when they feel like they are under a mountain of stress or failure, then maybe it's just everything feels too difficult, uh, to deal with. And, you know, I, I, I think of the work that we do at Conscious Entrepreneur Summit as, you know, can we change this conversation? And so that's why I see so much synergy and so much um, alignment with Impact Founder, not just what you did several years ago, but also how you evolved and what you're, what you're working on now. And we just have to find ways to broaden the conversation so people are not uh, feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, I mean, Going into the entre that I don't know, the conscious entrepreneur summit, apparently that's a mouthful for me. I sitting in the room, it was apparent to me that that was important to you too. One of the things that I think about in, in the answer to the question, right? How to solve the problem. There's a million ways to do that, right? But one of the ways that I really see is that building those connections and having those conversations before someone's feeling that way, um, having a coach, a therapist, a friend, a committed listener, uh, and any type of that uh, role in your life, uh, having that when things are good means that when things aren't good, you still have that. And if you, if, as far as people listening, if they're thinking about what that would look like for themselves, having that is one of the things even for myself that has been instrumental in inspiring myself when I'm not inspired or feeling motivation when I'm not motivated, um, checking myself when I'm not feeling like myself, um, that, that committed listener, no matter what name we give it, coach, therapist, friend, partner, that is imperative, uh, to having someone to go to when you really do feel that way. And having that ahead of time allows you that if you are in that place, that you have someone or you have something there for you. I think about the value that Impact Founder is providing. It's shedding a light on all the stuff that happens as a founder. And, and there's there's stories in this in, in the in the book about you know the ups and downs that people are facing and their fears and their personal circumstances and the way life really is. And if we don't show those then we all have this crazy idea in our mind of what entrepreneurship really is. And, you know, in my view, entrepreneurship is primarily about freedom and it's about creativity and showing that those can be messy and difficult and there's lots of moving parts and there's lots of stuff going on really helps to inform the conversation about that. And of course, at the end of the day, these are all humans we're all wounded humans running around doing our thing uh as and trying to figure out where we are in in the world and so that's how i see some of that stuff coming together mhm mhm yeah it's i mean it really is what it in, encompasses it really is in a nutshell i was just wanted to show the human aspect of people when i was a journalism student right so i think that that part of um that part of me just shined through in, in what I, what was built uh, with impact founder, because it really was the people sharing. I, I think a lot of times who built that um, without, without their sharing, there would be no impact founder. Um, yeah. 
what were the biggest surprises? Like what, what really hit you when you were, when, when, when you were putting this, uh, this material together? Gosh, I mean, that seems so long ago right now, but I think two biggest surprises was when it wasn't received. I was like, what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> but but just shocking because it's like, have you never had a moment where you've questioned yourself or had a difficult day? Um, and I think the other part was, gosh, I you know I I started with this idea that was quite literally a photography exhibit. That's all it was to start with. I had a whole nother business. I was just doing a project. I saw a need. I went to. Um, build something around it. The amount of people who just like, I think in building this exhibit, I did it in 30 days with the help of some really talented people. Um, when we completed it, the amount of people who just showed up and I'm not talking to see the exhibit, but showed up having lunch, giving me a book about their potential suicide attempt that didn't happen, but there, this is someone who's an investor, you know, who's sold multiple businesses and just slides me a book across the table. I mean, moments like that, I think still, I mean, I'm like still kind of feel a little pit in my stomach and, um, the reach that it had in the beginning and then onward. Uh, I think that was to me what always surprised me it was the people who said no, but it was all of the people who were, you know, kind of rallying around it or wanted to be part of it or, you know, saw something that they could share. Um, it, I think I'd never thought that I would build something uh, like that. Right. I never thought that I would. Um, and so I think that vulnerability that opened up with, with others, sharing so much. I mean, look, just like how we started this conversation, Alex, uh, you know, I had multiple people reach out to me when they were suicidal. I never knew that that's what I was building. Um, so I, th I think, you know, all of that to me was the shock. Like all these people who are just wanted so badly to be part of this really vulnerable, very vulnerable, you know, I, I call it community, I guess. Right. Um, it surprised me. The, the, the community thing is, uh, is really interesting around once people understand that it's safe to open up and that they can have this conversation, mm -hmm. they're very willing to, uh, before mm -hmm. that, you know, we all tend to have our masks or our suits of armor on and not wanting to have that conversation. And when you see leaders out there, you know, people that you look, look up to, willing to take off the mask or take off their armor and share in an open mm -hmm. and authentic way, then you feel inspired to do so. And, and, and that's obviously what impact founder is doing. That's what conscious entrepreneur is doing. This is the conversation. And, and I always wonder how can we make this a bigger conversation? How can we make this, you know, not just an afterthought to what everyone's doing, but really foundational uh, to the day in and day out of, of building a business, because it's a, it's a human journey. We're exposing the humanity of, building the business. We're exposing the humanity of uh, the uh, the journey of, of the entrepreneur. You know, I'm curious because this this was several years ago that you that you did this project. You know, what else has come up for you to broaden the conversation? And 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 are we purely thankful for COVID for kind of shining more of a light on mental health than might otherwise uh, have have appeared? Or you know what do you think is is happening to 
to bring this more into the mainstream. What I would probably say is the the recipe to this is to create partnerships everywhere, right? Find strategic partners to to reach their audience and yours. So then both their audiences know who you are if you provide different services, right? If you're able to, you know, partner with a company that does provide, you know, um, a cheaper price point for therapy, like, wow, that's amazing, right? There's so many different things that I think create that opportunity to heighten the conversation. Don't wait till someone dies in the community to put a press release out there. Like I'm just, that was, I think the thing that made me feel sick all the time is that I was, it was when someone died that people wanted to talk to me. And that's the exact opposite of why I was building. Um, so like, as far as my thought goes, it's, it's collaboration. It's, it's creating partnerships to, to reach more people. It's having those conversations at the high level with the people who don't want to have them right? with, with investors, you know, uh, with investors, um, <laughs> with, with CEOs, with founders, with their teams, you know, we, we forget their teams are dealing with a CEO and a founder who's not okay. And, and then they're not okay. Um, because you can't be an employee of a company with CEO who's not okay and be okay. Um, I mean, maybe you can, but usually there's an impact. So, so that's, that's my answer, maybe a longer one, but I, I really think that that's, you know, key to most success in, in, in something like this and how you measure success with mental health, right? It's, it's a broad spectrum. It sounds like you've had quite your share of personal experiences with this as well. We, you, you talked briefly about uh, imposter syndrome earlier. You just mentioned panic attack. You mentioned long COVID. Uh, so these are, these are non-trivial struggles that you have uh, dealt with yourself. Tell me about, or to the extent that you're open to sharing, tell me about those experiences and, and how you get through them. I move through things quickly. I've done a lot of personal work. I coach for a living. I, like I said before, I can't, I I have to look at things as they're coming toward me in, in other people's lives. They, they pop into my life. I see them. I reflect a lot. My mind is pretty active and fast. Right. So, so I think that was a huge support network for me. I have that. I leaned on it. It was imperative. Um, you know, the business kind of going inside out was gosh, I, um, it took me a good six months to really recover from that. Um, and, and in the recovery, I had a job offer. I took that. So things worked out right. And, and my men, my mentality is even when it's not working out, it's working out. Um, so it gives me some space to look for how it's working for me when I don't feel like it is. Um, I did have a therapist I engaged, I believe around that time, uh, somewhere in that six months <laughs> and she was incredibly valuable. The long COVID stuff, um, man, tell you what, I, um, it's, it's, um, it's just like a, it reminds me of like the, like the, like an RA or like a brain fog thing that you just don't know what's happening, um, and why you feel that way. So it's really just, I don't feel, I didn't feel well a lot of the last past three years. Like I feel good enough, but not great and really bad some days. Um, and I don't know what, what's attributing to those bad days. Um, so 
I've done a lot of really great work with some doctors um, in Denver who have a very comprehensive approach to health, which has to do with um, something that actually the Conscious Entrepreneur Summit helped me with is I just started to do vagus nerve or vagal nerve exercises as a part of my healing. Um, And I happen to be the winner of the Sensate. Is that how you say it? You, you You won the Sensate? Yeah, the sensate. Yeah, that's how you say oh, it. Okay, cool. well, the sensate. Yeah. And I use it daily now. So oh, it's just, like I said, everything's working out, right? It's that, that perfect timing, the perfect thing for what I'm incorporating into my life to heal. Um, you know, all those things being said, it goes back to what we talked about before, which was the, the things that support me, right? It's, I know that moving my body supports my mental health. I know that if I don't move my body, I'm pretty grumpy some days and that I probably should just go move my body because I'm better when I do that. Even when I'm grumpy, I'm not as grumpy if I go for a walk. So it, for, for me, I've taken the approach to <laughs> supporting my health to support my mental health. And that started back in 2014 or 13 when I, when I became a coach, because that was my approach to coaching is your, what you eat, how you move, how you sleep, um, who you have in your life. Um, if you have joy, if you're seeking joy, if you have creativity or your finances, everything has a pull. So I look at my life that way and I try to kind of true up the wheel, so to speak. Right. So I have meetings with myself for my finances now, whereas I never used to have that. I have, you know, I have the things we talked about earlier. All those things help with long COVID. All those things help with, you know, my mental health. All those things help with panic attacks and making a huge change and deciding to go work for someone else for a couple years or a year or whatever that looked like so that I could be okay. So that I could support my financial health. So I, I could take care of my emotional well-being. I could take care of um, my finance. I saw finances already, but probably finances, my my personal health. All mm-hmm. those things Take were in that. Absolutely. And I bought my first place, you know, and I um, that was part of that commitment I made to myself when I took the job. Hey, look, you can buy a place. It'll be easy. <laughs> Nothing like being an entrepreneur and buying a house, but other, you know, I mean, and and that happens, but like, there's so many ups and downs and, you know, I, I saw that as an opportunity. So I think some of that also is like mindset. It's constantly being aware of your, your words, your thoughts and allowing thoughts when they don't serve you and, you know, being okay with them and not resisting them, but bringing in new ones to support you. I mean, that's, that's my practice, but, but that's also what I teach. (laughs) So, so it's my practice. It's how I live my life. It's really in a community like yours, normal. It's really different though, outside of that community. A community like ours. Very fair, very fair. Like ours. Yes. (laughs) Now you, so you've been, you've been an entrepreneur many times. You've been coaching for a long time. You work with a lot of people. When you wind back the clock to to earlier career, Kristen, what what are the things that you tell yourself? Like what 
What did, I mean, this is kind of a cliche question, but what advice do you give yourself? I assume you do this all the time as part of your coaching programs. But how do you talk to the younger Kristen? How do you talk to the Kristen who's just starting out? I mean, I honestly would just say do it all over again because it was pretty awesome. I've had a really great life. Um, I, I mean, I've learned a lot <laughs> for sure. I feel like I've just had a really great life. Um, and so I would say do it all over again. I like to joke that I lived my retirement um, first. So I traveled a lot and played and taught snowboarding and did all the things that when I was in my twenties, I should have done because I had the energy and I had the drive and I had the excitement and zest for it. Right. And that's what I wanted to do. So I don't have a lot of regrets or advice to give myself. Just, just do what you're compelled to is pretty much what I would say to myself. And it would turn out great. Um, we did this exercise the other day, um, with our friend Aaron and it was like, dazzle your childhood self. Like, look back and dazzle yourself with your future. Like what, what have you done that you would just be like mind blown with? And it was such an awesome exercise. Cause I really, you like to think about it. You're like, Oh wow, you did that. You know, it's like I competed in snowboarding. I worked at a snowboarding magazine. That was my freaking dream. That's all I wanted. And I did it by the time I, before I even graduated college. Right. So I was like, now what? Um, Started my own company in journalism, which we talked about how funny it is full circle because I was a journalism student and I wrote a book. And I think those things alone would shock me. It would shock me. I mean, I didn't write a book for myself. I was a journalism student. I never thought I'd write a book. I thought, oh, for sure I'd write articles in magazines. (laughs) So I think that's kind of a fun exercise. Yeah, giving yourself credit to how far you've come. Yeah, but like I said, it's just been awesome. I've had a great life. I love my life. And so as we uh, as we get toward the conclusion of this conversation, there's a couple of things I'm really curious about. Uh, we met at the Conscious Entrepreneur Summit in June in Boulder. And one of the things that I'd like to hear is, do you have a definition of what is a conscious entrepreneur? How do you think about that? To me, sometimes I feel like that's a really heavy commitment (laughs) because I think sometimes people think of conscious entrepreneur as someone who really has it all figured out, right? Like from the outside, but all of us who kind of practice that know that that's not actually it. Um, and, And really it's taking care of mind and body and soul so that you can actually hear others is something that I, I would define it as, and to hear yourself. I've taken most of the summer to be able to hear myself, um, to step away because I'm in a rebrand and I'm learning, you know, what is it that's that I am now I'm building and not me only, but how do I want to spend my time? And I, I think that's part of it, right? It's being okay with stepping away whatever that looks like and taking that space and time to hear yourself, to hear others, uh, you know, having those, those hard truths delivered and, and hear them and not be upset with the person delivering them is what I would say a conscious entrepreneur would do. And it's not easy and that's very challenging. So so I, that would be my definition. There's probably so much more that feeds into it. 
but that succinctly is what comes to mind. I like the hear others and hear yourself, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found that the more time that, that if I take two weeks to a month to pull back on the work that I'm doing, I can always hear what's next. When I'm focused on what others think or what I should be doing or what it should look like according to the conversations I'm having or the momentum that I have, I tend to get lost in that versus, you know, hearing actually what I want to build. And so I find sometimes that I do, I do, I do that. I do take that time. Um, I feel very lucky, but I also designed things that way. And it took, you know, luck, luck took about 10 plus years to, (laughs) I really do realize how lucky I am. (laughs) Uh, And I've done that before at businesses that I've worked at without pay because I, I need the time. Right. So, uh, it's like, like, uh, like some of them say, stay alive long enough to get lucky. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I'm lucky enough right now. We'll see how lucky I get. Right. So that's actually really funny. Yeah. That's the luck. Yeah. What you were talking about right there reminded me of, there's this poem in the, there's a Rumi poem in Sri Kumar Rao's latest book, which is called Modern Wisdom, Ancient Roots. And when I was talking to him at the Conscious Entrepreneur Summit, I read it, but I just want to remind you of it here because I think it's so relevant to what you were just saying. And and the, the Rumi poem goes like this. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without pain. From this, I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me and attracting me. There is a great secret here for anyone who can grasp it. Hmm. Going back to Impact Founder, I wish I knew more of. I think, you know, I was like young and hungry and excited. And man, I just, I just networked the heck out of my life then. And I don't have that same energy now, so I'm thankful for it. But it was, there's something about where I am now versus where I was then that this quote makes me think of is that sometimes it felt like a lot of forcing of, even though that's not what I was intending, I was just so passionate about it. And so ready to build it. So people felt better really, or I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but that's close enough. Whereas now it's, it's, it's like building this um, feels peaceful. I feel at peace. Um, (laughs) You know, the idea of building something new again, doesn't feel um, forced or uh, stressful. It feels peaceful right now. You know, it's, it's a, what does it look like? Uh, that curiosity excitement. Um, there's a little bit of, okay, well, I guess it could be that. Um, 
you know, in questioning, uh, a, a little confusion in there, but, but peace. Right. And it's because I've just been listening a lot this summer, <laughs> probably a little too much, to be honest. It's time for me to start like, little momentum going again. What are the things that you do on a daily basis that keep you going? You've mentioned that you meditate two, sometimes three times a day. I know that you're careful about nutrition and diet. I know that you move a lot because you like to do that. What are the things that help you, uh, that help you to thrive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, fun. A lot of it. <laughs> A lot of adventures, a lot of ski adventures and friends that like to do that, uh, paddleboarding, water, you name it, just fun. You know, adventures are pretty much uh, the thing that make me the happiest. And I always tell people if they can see me skiing, they'll see me at my best. Um, and, and not because I ski the best, but because I'm so happy. Um, I'm like a little kid, unless it's a really bad day. And I'm usually leaving then um, because I still have bad days on skis. But I think adventures and fun community who like, you know, really enjoys things that I also enjoy people who can have those conversations that aren't surface. Um, I have, I have, uh, <clears throat> some really great people in my life that allow me to be creative in my thoughts. That's imperative for me. I and alone in a bubble at home in my thoughts, I can hear things, but I really then need to actually be in conversation with someone to build it. I don't build very well in my own head or in a bubble. Um, the quiet allows me to hear it, and then the conversation allows me to create it. Great. Well, hey, Kristen, thanks so much for coming here. It was wonderful to speak with you. It was really great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Conscious Entrepreneur. If you're ready to go deeper into working on yourself, check out the upcoming events, articles, and resources on our website, which is ConsciousEntrepreneur.us. I'd also really like to thank the team at Hivecast for producing this episode. If you run a podcast and are looking for an awesome, full-service production company, make sure to check out Hivecast.